I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook here to exchange some news, views, a bit of seasonal advice and hopefully answer some of your gardening quandaries along the way. The run-up to Christmas has proved desperately busy for me. It's a bit frustrating too when so many around appear to be on holiday until the new year. I mean, last week... Thanks to the generosity of bulb merchants Diego and uh, O.A. Taylor and Sons, we had over 15,000 hyacinth, narcissus and tulip bulbs delivered to Floral Fantasia at the RHS Hyde Hall Garden. Thanks to some sterling help from John Sexton, and uh, along with Molly and Matt, best part of 8,000 were planted in the conservatory borders at uh, Hyde Hall and under a row of apple trees on uh, Saturday alone. The job was pretty well finished by Tuesday this week with beds, borders, pans and large wooden boxes all planted up. You may think the third week uh, of December too late to be planting spring flowering bulbs. But uh, the larger bulbs, such kinds as allium, narcissus and tulips, can be planted by the first week of January, as long as the soil is neither waterlogged nor frozen. Under uh, mulches at Hyde Hall, the soil was really quite dry, and it's to be hoped that mixing some of that to garden compost mulch into the soil as we troweled in the bulbs will open things up and let winter rains soak in. The hyacinths especially were making a bit of new root and they needed moisture if they're going to develop well enough to grow uh, full-length flower stems. Uh, Speaking to one or two of the uh, bulb suppliers, I was uh, interested to hear that the problems with HGV drivers and Brexit delayed the delivery of some bulbs almost to the extent that they arrived as the end of season stocks were being marked down. So uh, if you do visit uh, your local garden centre in the next day or so, or perhaps towards the end of next week, you may still find some uh, very good varieties at uh, keen prices. But do go for the big bulbs. Uh, Any Pre-packed small bulbs could well be uh, quite desiccated after storage uh, in uh, warm garden centres. 
What's new? Well, the uh, government department, DEFRA, uh, released its second consultative document on uh, peat with the proposals to ban the sale of peat in uh, composts by the end of this parliament, for uh, gardeners at least. Some 30 leading figures in the industry have signed an open letter asking for a, a full and fair debate on this subject, with just 0.4% of peat disturbed for horticultural use it's difficult to understand why attention is not drawn to the other 99.6% of peat around the world that is burnt, sometimes as a fuel and sometimes by accident, by cultivations in the Far East and, of course, land used by agriculture and forestry in Europe. Plant buyers at large retail chains have been attracted by the open letter Apparently no one has put forward the pro-peat case and given publicity to the fact that uh, across the channel, Dutch, Belgian, German and other European growers continue to use peat and expect peat potting compost demand to increase 400% by 2050. Uh, it looks to me as if uh, we need to be working hard on uh, reflooding cutaway raised bogs and reseeding those with uh, sphagnum. I was interested to see on a visit to uh, Perrywood Garden Centre at Tiptree in Essex that if you bought a Christmas tree from them and registered the purchase, they'll come early in the new year and collect it, shred and compost the shreddings. Looks to be a very sensible approach to Christmas tree disposal. As to seasonal advice, a break will be taken for three days over Christmas and I can't wait for a spell without the morning alarm, without press deadlines, uh, without urgent emails nor a flow of telephone calls. Just time to uh, sit back, perhaps read a book, eat and sleep. Tuesday after Christmas I hope the weather will be open and dry enough to allow me to uh, really get into winter digging on the veg plot. And, and if it's wet, well then, uh, into the polytunnel where the borders need to be uh, tidied up and prepared for early spring salads. All being well, our family will be together on Boxing Day when uh, we plan to plant a commemorative horse chestnut tree as part of uh, Her Majesty the Queen's green uh, canopy campaign. Plant a tree for the Platinum Jubilee. Yeah, if we get that done, and a picture of us all in our fineries for uh, Boxing Day, that'll be one for the family photograph album. Uh, my interview for the podcast this week comes from the open air, uh, and we're actually in the car park, walking about on the gravel at uh, Hyde Hall in Essex, and I've got two very distinguished uh, gentlemen with me from the world of real soil. Uh, but before we get into uh, that detail, if I could introduce first of all Jason Locke. Jason uh, and I go back quite a long way. Uh, I think we first met Jason at Knock Cuts in Woodbridge, is that correct? 
Yes, Peter, that would have been um, quite a few years ago now, because um, I left Not Cuts probably 10 years ago, m- probably more, and I was there for 20 years. So, yeah, probably far more years than I can uh, would like to think about, really. And when you were there, your specialism was uh, landscape design? That's right. I started out at Not Cuts um, back in 1988 uh, as a trainee designer and worked through the business over those 20 years and got involved in building Chelsea Gardens, designing Chelsea Gardens, as well as um, providing garden design for our clients. And do you ever go back to those gardens? I often wonder when garden designers do these, you know, quite uh, intricate and special designs, do they ever go back 10 or 20 years? Do they grow to the way that you'd hoped? Um, yeah, I, 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 over the years I have been back to several. And in, in fact, um, with some clients I've, you know, designed and built two or three gardens for them in, in that time. Um, so I would always go back um, as much as anything else to give some guidance to the clients, but also for my own satisfaction, really, to ensure that it's turned out how I envisaged. Sometimes they do. Sometimes there's a bit of um, bit, of, bit of change to be made. But um, on the whole, um, they've always turned out how I expected them to. And so what the, why the change? You know, now you're working for the real soil company. Now, can you explain that term a bit and uh, why the change? Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm working um, actually for a company called Boughton and, and the Real Soil Company is, is their retail arm, if you like. I left Not Cuts, uh, as I say, probably about 10 or 13 years ago, um, then set up my own business, um, which went on for about 10 years. And then my business partner and I decided to part ways, so we closed the business. I then worked for another landscape company for three years. Um, and then as part of the COVID, uh, I was a COVID casualty, if you like, um, and uh, spent probably about eight months deciding what to do. And then Simon, um, Simon Headley, who's the managing director of Boughton, he uh, contacted me and said, well, would I like to work for him? Um, and um, I kind of ummed and ahed because it's uh, business development for, for natural soils, which they specialise in. And I was thinking, well, A, what do I know about soil? And B, what do I know about business development? Simon convinced me I knew quite a bit about both. Um, and so I joined um, Boughton. And um, there's, you know, I do know a bit about soil because of my background, but um, it has been a learning curve. And um, the more I get into it, the more fascinating it is. And we have Simon here. So, Simon, uh, I think... Uh, Borton's was set up in 1985 or something. So what is real soil and, and, and what do you do and how do you earn a living? Well, thank you, Peter. Um, earning a living, yes, I suppose we do just about. Um, we've been around now for over 30 years and basically what we do at Bowton is we produce... Uh, products for the commercial landscaping world um, and also now we've recently entered the retail market with a product called uh, Supersoil um, from the Real Soil Company. Uh, we basically found that within the retail market there is no topsoil available, um, it's all made up of manufactured substitute products so we thought it's about time that people learn a little bit more about real soils we've been supplying soil into as i said to the commercial market and the landscaping market for over 30 years now so we like to think that we've got a certain amount of experience with these types of products when well, our kettering which is your base was always uh, i think the place where good loam came from Kettering i think loan. john Innes' formula was uh, seven parts sterilized loam uh, um, 
so when you talk about the, the landscape business, I mean, does that include cricket pitches and uh, golf courses and that kind of thing? And how can it be that in the retail bags, it's not soil? Well, yes, uh, you're absolutely right, Peter. Um, we do supply um, lots of different soils for lots of different markets. Um, uh, we're one of the biggest UK suppliers of cricket loam because obviously in the Kettering area, it's, it's well famous for loams um, so we supply anything from a heavy clay loam for a cricket square but then we also supply things like green roof substrates as well we've just supplied or just finished uh, supplying all the green roof substrates for Battersea power station um, so so yeah anything from a, um, a cricket square to a roof garden that we can uh, we can supply and um, happily would do so <laughs> but I mean when I travel the countryside and, and even a county or two of course the soils vary don't we? we have chalk soils sandy soils good rich loams heavy clay like i'm on here boy it is heavy clay um are you ever going to run out of a source of supply for your real soil and and if you go to look at a possible source uh, how do you check it and what are you looking for okay well um our soils uh come predominantly from construction sites so we would go in there prior to any construction uh, taking place um, we would have the soil uh, analysed and then because of the various products that we make with these soils there's normally a use for it I say you've got heavy soils which is the cricket loams and the tennis loams right up to lighter soils which tend to transport better so if you're marketing soils they tend to be on the lighter side so you're looking about your your sandy loams your sandy clay loams because they're the ones that will travel better. Uh, you've opened my eyes quite a bit. I didn't think for a minute that uh, if I bought a bag of topsoil from a garden centre that it didn't contain topsoil. I mean, what's in those bags then, for goodness sake? Okay, well, if you go into a garden centre, you'll find that most of the soils are actually, well, the things that are bagged up as topsoils are actually um, a blend of mainly sand, um, and then they will use some organic emeliorant, which tends to be green waste compost. Um, so that is really what you would buy if you went into a garden centre today. Um, although we are trying to get the, the real soil company and its product, Supersoil, out to as many garden centres as we can. But isn't there a British standard that uh, you all work to? There is such a thing, yes. It's BS3882, which is a very a very wide um, standard. It's not really fit for purpose. It tends to be such a wide uh, criteria for soils, just about anything will pass. And it tends to err towards the manufactured product as opposed to the natural product. I must get myself a bag of this real soil, put it on trial and just see how we get on with it. Thank you very much indeed, Jason and Simon, for spending time. Every, t every time we meet, we learn something new. Thank you. Thank you. Our thanks to all our listeners, contributors and sponsors through the year. Rich and I will uh, take a break next week and be back with you in the new year. It only remains for us to wish you a very happy Christmas and a successful growing new year. An early Christmas gift coming to me is a red metal mug, just the thing for hot drinks in the garden. And written on the outside, gardeners learn by trowel 
an error. I've seen enough of my trail planting thousands of spring flowering bulbs in the last few days and hope not too many errors were made planting jarring colours. <laughs> we'll see soon enough when all that lot flower in the spring. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.